Inside Chicago Government. ShyGov.com Welcome to another in a series of interviews about and sounds of Chicago government. I'm Dave Gloetz. In this episode, you'll hear part of a special May 16 meeting of the full city council that met to consider and approve a remapping of all 50 wards. The measure was a compromise between various factions of aldermen, and you'll hear how some were not happy with that deal. That's in the standard version you're about to hear. In the premium version of the episode, which you can get by subscribing at shygov.com, you can hear parts of the full council's regularly scheduled meeting of May 23. That full council met that day in two sessions because, in between, a special casino committee met to approve the mayor's casino proposal, audio from which you can hear in the premium version. Also in the premium version, you can hear excerpts from two more meetings of the full council that took place on May 25, and that considered the casino, new curfew rules, and youth safety, including some parliamentary moves that probably surprised many aldermen. All that comes with analysis from me and my colleague, Chicago Reader columnist Ben Jarofsky. Here's the standard episode. How many times do you think the full city council met in May? I believe you told me six times. Yeah, we'll talk about one of those meetings. I'm going to do a little civics class here. After each decennial census, state law requires the city of Chicago to adjust the boundaries of its 50 wards, ensuring that the wards contain about the same number of residents, which is how much, Ben? Approximately fifty-five to 60,000. Not bad. This year, it's going to be like 54,000. Last thing I'll say is that historically powerful Chicago aldermen have used a changing or what we call remapping of ward borders as a chance to cut out from their wards voters who voted against them in the past. And here's what happened this time around. Two groups of aldermen, Black Caucus and the Latino Caucus, each proposed their own ward map. The Black Caucus map proposal is also known as the Rules Committee proposal because it was crafted by a team of folks hired by the City Council's Rules Committee, chief among whom is an attorney by the name of Michael Casper. We'll now hear the special City Council meeting on May 16 to consider the Compromise Ward Remap Ordinance. This starts with 26th Ward Alderman Roberto Maldonado, who was formerly chair of the Latino Caucus. We'll also hear the Black Caucus chair, 28th Ward Alderman Jason Urban. This is my third cycle going through redistricting. Once with the County of Cook when I was a county commissioner, and two years after I got appointed on July 1st, 2009, and we had the most recent remap, and now we have this one. And I do remember that 10 years ago, us, the Latino Caucus, we were rollover directly by the executive office that was serving at the time. We were not taken into account. We were not respected at all. And I cannot say that this time around. We did not see the direct intervention by our mayor, and we saw the active participation of our chair of the rules committee who ultimately has the responsibility to navigate us through this process. But I do know that as I started working with the Latino Caucus, and then I abandoned the Latino Caucus, 
because there was no process of respect to what we were doing, at least to some of us. I cannot say the same when I gravitated to the Rules Committee to work with the Rules Committee. I was taken into account. I was respected like every other member that chose to work with the Rules Committee. With respect to the Latino community, we have 14 strong, solid Latino wards. The alternative plan of having 15 wards would have been a diluted effort to have in name 15 majority wards. But when you take into account the voting age, as we all know, we tend to have the youngest families in the city of Chicago. And when you take into account the citizens' age, which is a reality that we cannot deny when it comes the day of our elections, I mean, we ended up with 14 strong Latino wards. If we would have gone into 15 wards, we would have run the risk of having in name 15 total population Latino wards. But in reality, potentially electing possibly 12 or less Latinos or Latinas in the next election cycle. Alderman Beal. This is not a compromise. This is a backroom deal map. Early on, I attempted to work with my colleagues, but I was told that orders were given to chop up the Ninth Ward. I know people are going to disagree and say, oh, no, that never happened. But I actually have text messages to say I could not go into the Black Caucus map room. Now, as we get locked out the process, I joined the Latino Caucus who embraced me, listened to me, and then at the 12th hour, backroom deals, lying in your windows and everything else made people scared and start scrambling to go sign a map. This is not compromise. Again, this is a backroom deal map orchestrated by no other than Michael Casper. If somebody can find a text message or a phone number that says, Alderman Bill, would you mind coming in the room so we can talk? I give you $100 for everyone that you can find. But we all know you can't find it because Alderman Bill was locked out of the process. When I did go into the room, when I bombarded myself in with one of my colleagues, Alderman Garza, I asked to move a line. Mike Casper said, Alderman, you can't move nothing. I said, why is that? That's because he had orders not to move any of my lines. But let me tell y'all something. I got broad shoulders and I got thick skin. Tony Bill is gonna rise again. It's Alderman Irvin. To my colleague, I take great offense to say that one was locked out of a process. No, sir, you were not locked out. Sir, you sold out. When the black community's political and social survival was on the stake, you walked away from us to go somewhere else. Why? We do not know. No orders were given to chop up the knife forward. No orders were given by anybody but to preserve the black Chicago. Those were the orders that were given by us all because our people depend on us to deliver for them not to sell anybody out. And I want my $100 because I got it on tape. 
this is another example of the inflated rhetoric that comes out of Anthony Beale when he denounces the heavy-handed tactics of the mayor. I'm like, where were you when I really needed you back in 2011? And the point there, Dave, was before the MAP process really kicked in, Mayor Rahm let it be known, either one way or the other, that if you didn't vote for that budget, Lord knows what was going to happen in the map-making room. And the budget was passed 50 to nothing. That's the budget where they closed the uh, mental health clinics. And nobody, 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 nobody in the Chicago City Council raised a voice on behalf of the people who used those clinics. And these were in poor, high-crime areas. It was a cruel policy and was a disgraceful one. So to suddenly pretend in 2022 that there's politics and bullying going on in this process, I'm shocked. It doesn't ring true to an old timer. I may cheer him on, go, go, Anthony Beal, say it, yeah. But it doesn't ring true. And when you act as though this was worse than any other cycle, you're rewriting history. That's all we've got for the standard episode. If you'd like to hear the full-length premium version of the episode, including material not heard on any other podcast, please subscribe at shygov.com. Or if you're already a subscriber, log in at shygov.com, go to the Chicago menu, and choose City Council. As always, listeners, we welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions for future interviews. Using email, you can get those to us via comment at shygov.com. Using Facebook, go to facebook.com slash insidegov. And on Twitter, find us at C-H-I-G-O-V-T. I'm Dave Goetz. Thanks for listening. The Lord will give us the Lord.